What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. And there it is. All Are right. We're live. We're live. We're live. All right. Hey, everybody. So now, as we typically do here, we just want to make sure that everyone can hear us. So yeah, so we're doing a sound check right now, and you're going to help us out. So if you can hear us, we want some thumbs up and uh, give us a, a, some good feedback. Yes, please. Throw it in the throw it in the comments saying that you can hear us well. Excellent. Uh, now it's great. A lot of people have already. We already got a lot of people. Um, I could see a ton of in, comments. A lot right of there. questions. Yeah. So this is always a ton of fun. So what we do whenever we get together to record a new batch of episodes. We always start it, uh, you know, well, obviously with prayer. And then after that, uh, we do a live stream. So we get to interact with everybody. And it helps keep us, uh, you know, understand. It's mm-hmm. a good way to get started, yeah, too. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's, you know, a nice way to get used to sitting in these chairs again. And, being and reconnect with, with a, a number of people that we see on our feeds and social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then the people that are on our YouTube channel all the time. You know, it's just yeah. really nice to kind of interact with them in a live setting yep and everyone says that they can hear us great so let's get going so what you guys been up to it's been what about three months since we've been together see yeah 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 we went on that pilgrimage that's beautiful experience yeah so we went on a pilgrimage Mm. together to uh mexico city to Mm -hmm. fatima i'm not fatima brian (laughs) see i'm not i'm I'm not there yet so Uh, our lady guadalupe went to fatima last november so we went and saw our lady guadalupe Mm -hmm. we saw conchita conchita cabrera jose sanchez del rio miguel pro Pro. it was a really great trip it was a powerhouse of a trip and like to think that we we did it in five days and the amount of experiences that we had were really impressive and just being able to pray in front of the tilma of juan diego and see the image that god painted by his creative hand you know that is not disintegrated on that cactus fiber is just phenomenal like it was just such a moving yeah. experience i've been like five times now we've been several times together yeah. um it never gets old i mean it's just really impressive yep um i brought back COVID as a souvenir yes i heard <laughs> and another parishioner actually brought back COVID too yeah really rocked for like a week and a half who was that just a brother that oh, okay. was in the in yeah. the parish yeah yeah so it was a little bit around but it was worth it you know yeah. i yeah. didn't have it too bad you know i you got sick too, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I, got, I had like a stomach bug or something. <laughs> I skirted the day before because I needed to come back. I made a promise of celebrating all of the masses in the parish for seven weeks straight, and I needed to get back to make yeah. it for the Saturday vigil mass. Yeah. And there was no way I could get a flight to to yeah. make it back. So I skirted the sickness, which you is know, a blessing in the long to, run. We used to say that you were the David Lee Roth of the priesthood, which I still think is true. <laughs> But I think you also are now in a good the, sense, right? But you're also now the James Brown. I mean, you're the hardest working priest in the show business, right? Man, yeah, you're Father Rich. For all of you guys uh, don't know, he works hard. He's doing a lot of work. Uh, he's building a parish down here in Nocatee, Florida. That's why you got to stay hydrated. Yeah, people. stay hydrated. But uh, so let's get into some of these questions. Now we talked real quick about that pilgrimage. Uh, before we get out, I want to talk about another really cool thing that oh, we yeah. have for everybody. So, mm-hmm. first question. And we've talked about some of these before, but mm-hmm. you know these are people. Oh, so S.P. Marsh, are Catholic weddings permitted outside? Thank you for all that you do. Yeah, it's a it's a great question. A lot of people are very interested in that question. It really comes down to the local ordinary and what the what the bishop has set up in his yeah. diocese. Mm-hmm. So here in our diocese, in the diocese of Saint Augustine, you know we have two locations uh, in beautiful sunny Florida in northeast Florida, 
at Marywood Retreat Center, there's there's been uh, you know a, an ability to have mass uh, to celebrate weddings outside near the river. And then we also have a custom of having weddings out at Mission Nombre de Dios, the first mission in the United States of America, successful and fruitful mission. And uh, at that location, you can also have an outdoor wedding at the rustic altar, which was the altar uh, that commemorates the altar built by Father Lopez and his companions with Pedro Menendez. Yeah, that reminds me, actually, um, my, my nephew wants to get married. And remember, we were talking yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. He wants to connect with you and see if you could, if we could talk about this. No, that would be really I, special. I think, I think I would he love might that. had the intention of, like, can you just go to the beach? Yeah. Right, so, and no, a, and like customarily, yeah. I think that's a great point, Delacrosse. Customarily, across the United States and across the world, like, there isn't, uh, you know, really you can't get married outside that's that's typical you want to have your sacraments within the place of worship right. and in a place of community gathering so a lot of times you know the the frustration it is for for me as a priest and and really administratively pastorally speaking like people want their sacrament for themselves mm-hmm. but every sacrament in the sacramental life of the church is meant to build up community mm-hmm. life even mm-hmm. marriage and family you know when you look at you look at an exclusive bond between a man and a woman that, that exclusivity is very important, but it's also inclusive in the sense that, you know, it is Christ's love for his church, and the sacrament generates the witness of love between a man and a woman that is effective awesome. in community life. And yeah. it is it should be celebrated and nurtured yeah. in the community. So every sacrament is not like a private thing, like your baptism, you know, mm-hmm. or your child's baptism shouldn't be a private thing. It should be a public That's thing a good point. for the sake of the community. Well, they used to ring the church bells in certain codes so that you knew exactly what was happening. You know, yeah. this person's getting baptized, or this person's having their funeral, or mm-hmm. this person's getting married. You know, that, that is a communal thing. So, uh, yeah, but uh, there's certain instances where you can get married outside, check with your bishop, mm-hmm. you know. Um, this is a good question from Josephology. Was St. Joseph the Virgin father of Jesus or the widower 80-year-old foster father of baby Jesus? Oh. So uh, we did an episode on St. Joseph. I like your name, by the way, Josephology. Yeah, I think he's from Canada or something. Yeah, he, he watched a lot of our shows. He always got some good comments. Yeah, and he's cool. always like, more St. Joseph. But we did an yeah. episode on St. Joseph, and we kind of posited both theories. So there's, among scholars and you know, exegetes, they'll say either St. Joseph was, you know, a young guy who was just a chaste heart and he was a virgin and married to our lady and they remained that way. Or he was an older widowed man who basically was Mary's protector in their marriage and that he had children from previous marriage. That's like the cousins or brothers of Jesus. I kind of tend towards the more young, strong Mm St. Joseph than the old. He had to go to Egypt. You know, I mean, yeah. like he had to take care. He, the, the, you know, just some of the things that were required of him. Yeah. You know, I mean, just I mean, he's still working as a carpenter. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean. And what is what is the virtue of Saint Joseph in light of a sense of morality as a youth, being so chaste and being so disciplined in his heart and being so just, or in comparison to like an older <clears throat> gentleman, 80, 90 years old, that you know is widowed, that doesn't have the same. Uh, you know, the same disciplines of chastity mm-hmm. that, that a young person would. So I always look to St. Joseph as a model of masculine virtue, and I always put that virality as, as the forefront of the way that I look at him as the earthly father of Jesus. Like God the Father entrusted his only begotten son so that he would be fathered in an <coughs> earthly manner, in a, in a perfect manner, by St. Joseph. 
I mean, so was he 30 or 80? Why don't we just split the difference and say he was somewhere between 41 and 47, which is, <laughs> yeah. I think, which is kind of, it's the I right age that. where you got all That's the right manliness. Josephology, what do you think about that? I, I want to hear what you think. I mean, you're Let's 41, you're 47. Yeah. That's kind of the right range. In the yeah. It's like you go. young enough to still do stuff old enough to know, right? <laughs> And I'm 40. I'm 40. Yeah, 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 it's creeping maybe up. Maybe turning. Yeah, I know. Soon. It's getting close. Uh, Sharon Felton asks, "My daughter, who was married in a city clerk's office and now divorced, remarry in the Catholic Church." Now that we also we've done an episode mm -hmm. on divorces yeah. and annulments. It's possible. Mm -hmm. we and we highly recommend watching those videos yeah. too, yeah. Um, because that'll be helpful. But you know, there is <clears> always a path in the church. There's always a path in the church. It's it's about taking that path and working with uh, your parish priest and your tribunal, and discovering what exactly uh, needs to be done so that uh, your daughter can get married in the Catholic Yeah, there's always a lot of nuance in these cases, depending on what your intention was, what I'm, happened there. Yeah, I'm there. one of them. Yeah. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I, we got married at a clerk. Same well, thing with so my parents. My mom, my mom, you know, uh, was married to my dad in the Catholic Church. Um, you know, she got remarried and then convalidated in the Catholic Church. Yeah. You know, so these, these <clears throat> things happen all the time. We process uh, annulments, and there's advocacy in every parish, there are designated men and women who walk you through that process, and uh, it's a beautiful process of pastoral care mm -hmm. and healing. It's it's not something that should be avoided or just you know it's frustrating to get go through. This is a, a chance for the church to really get to meet you where you are, see where you've come from, and then open you to the beauty of, of love in mm -hmm. the marriage of the Catholic Church. Yeah, I think like most things in life, just ask. Yeah, call your church and ask and say, hey, this is my situation, mm -hmm. and they'll help you out. That's what they're there for. Mm -hmm. She did ask. Yeah, and there you go. <laughs> and we answered and said, "Go ask some more. <laughs> go ask somebody ask some else. More. Pass the buck. Ask somebody else. <laughs> ask somebody else better qualified. Yeah. Not not because we don't want to answer. Because we don't have authority, you know, in yeah. in your in your parish or in your tribunal. So this question from Antoinette: What do you guys think about liturgical dancing done in church to honor God? She'll and Mary? love. Oh, he's gonna, it. Yeah, he's he going to tell you what. He, you might not know this, dancing. but I'm one of the premier liturgical dancers. He, he carries <laughs> with him wherever he travels leotards to get dressed I, up in. I, can I tell the story of the seminary? We had uh, <laughs> some people that were removed from that seminary that were teaching things that were contrary to the teachings of the church after the St. Paul, St. John Paul II, Pope St. John, sent a, a group there. I, th I forget what they call it. But we went to Barry University, and we went to Mass there, and these women were, are dancing with these candles. And it's like, to me, it's like super weird, right? These are like white ladies, yeah. right? And they're dancing. And so and I white was ladies like, ladies dance too. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> after mass, I'm like, hey, what's wrong with the white ladies? What's wrong with the white lady dancing? Well, I'm I'm getting there. <laughs> so like, so so there uh, after mass, I talked to him. I'm like, hey, just curious, like, what kind of dancing was that? <laughs> candles and oh, this is uh, a Nigerian, blah 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 blah. And I looked around. I'm like. So who's Nigerian here? <laughs> like I'm like, I just think they were celebrating somebody else's yeah. charisms and yes. just to kind of be like socially responsible or like I don't know. It was just there. There is nothing more beautiful than you know a liturgical expression yeah. within the context of a culture that is rooted in their worship, right? Mm -hmm. Like. When you when you get to worship and have the privilege of working worshiping with a Nigerian community, another African community, or or you know other cultures that this is a part of their worship and and yeah. it, it's not just basically invented, right. you know there's something clearly distinct about that. Yeah, I, I agree. <clears throat> and when it comes to worship, you know we aren't this kind of uh, stale, you know Catholic community so rigid where you know we should just like hold our hands in a posture like this 
and not be moved in our bodies to worship with our bodies. We are a physiological church, so you know we call it Catholic calisthenics. But like you kneel, you stand, you sit, you prostrate, you lay all you you know you lay every all of your burdens down on God. You know you do all of these postures of the body, but there's also movements within that form of of dance that you can see a clear distinction um, between a a proper liturgical uh, expression that is worship-centric and, and given to God, but then you also see some liturgical dances and variations that then become so self-focused and more of a performance. Mm. So that's not what should happen at the liturgy. So pastorally speaking, I, I don't sit there and say, you know, absolutely, this is a, this is a heresy or a heretical thing. No, like I spoke with Cardinal Lorenzo, who's one of the most you know, conservative liturgists in yeah. the church's recent history. You know, and he appreciated a lot of the forms of custom in the local community yeah. and how this can be expressed. But we have to be very careful about the movement of worship within within that space. Yep. So do we like liturgical dancing? Probably not for Ryan us. Ryan Shield and does, yes. Probably not in the settings that we've seen it in. Just white women Nigerian dancing. Just that. But <laughs> for, for the Nigerian community that I was with in Arlington, Jacksonville, oh, I yeah. loved it. Yeah. So I can't get enough. Yeah, no problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's a good question. Um this is from Grant Lalada. Greetings from Toronto. What's up, Toronto? Uh, what are your top three fav favorite moments at the Catholic Talk Show? Hmm, Off or on air? <laughs> <laughs> good question. Can you qualify? I think, I think Grant, we need you I to think qualify for that. For propriety's sake, we should keep it on air. Oh, on I, air. I do think that the Mark Wahlberg thing was really funny. Mark Wahlberg was we, a lot We of totally fun. missed. We forgot we were supposed we to interview. We forgot we were yeah. supposed to interview. And somebody else asked, what was our dream guest down there? I saw it. Yeah, he was our dream guest. We got him on through I don't know how, and and we we weren't showing up for it until you called and we're like, hey, we have to do well, it. Today. I was in I was line like, at I was in line picking Johnny up from school, and the guys are like, hey, are you guys going to be interviewing Mark soon? It's like the publicist. I'm like, oh yeah, no, we're just we'll be right there. I'm like, oh, I'm in I'm in I'm in the middle of meetings, and then it's like. The Wahlberg show is now. It's yeah. now. Go, go. I'm like, what? <laughs> the guy, I mean, it's like, I've never heard go. like a cracking in his voice like I did that day. He's like, oh yeah, oh, we gotta get up. moving. We that yeah, I, well, that one was on me. I think. I don't yeah. Know. Um, one of my I, one of my favorite moments, Delacrosse. This is not at your expense, but you did do this, and I. It's so funny to me. We're sitting there recording. And we have we have three cameras, so you can get like different views of us. Like, you can see one right on Father Rich, one on us, one on, over here. And um, we're sitting there talking, and me and you, Father Rich, were talking about something serious, on some Catholic thing, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> some Catholic thing. It is and, a Catholic talk show. And out of nowhere, Delacrosse just pulls out a plate of lasagna <laughs> yes, and starts story. eating lasagna and yeah. like watching us like. <laughs> Like he's like this, like part of the audience. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, what? I'm hungry. They cut it out. I'm like, who's they? they? There's no they, dude. That was before I knew about post production. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that, that was that was L.A. Awesome. And no, that, that was in Houston. Was that, that Houston? Houston? That was Houston. Yeah, that was some good lasagna. <laughs> oh, do you know that was from um, that one? That place. was from Adriatic. Adriatic, and yeah. we had went there with Charles Franny yeah. and forgot Howard. Oh, was, yeah, that's we, right. We forgot Howard. Howard. Which, by Howard the way, I still feel bad about that. We we forgot Howard multiple times in Houston, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But once yeah. you moved to that, once you moved here, you guys to forgot the him for golfing. No, we didn't. He didn't no, want to go golfing. He said he doesn't. He didn't uh, want to go. Okay. Howard, I'll never forget you, ever again. We're not, yeah, I'm, I we need to moment. Give throw a moment out. My um, my moment. Why am I always the topic? Because you, dude. 
We can't He's like, I got one. We're, in, a, we're in Hollywood, and, the, and this guy, we're in the middle of a conversation. He's watching a baseball game. <laughs> That was one. That we, was were an like, an episode. we were recording an episode during <laughs> and, and it. And we hear, and he's over there watching the Astros. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> the other one was, uh, I can't go into detail with what I said, but it was definitely one of the most embarrassing moments on film. Oh, that was a major, a major unintended innuendo blooper. Yes. And it was so funny that we fell out of we our chair. literally and none of you will ever chairs. see it. But it is yeah, the most, I, well, there is a tier. The $1 million tier on Patreon. I'd be okay with the $1 million tier on Patreon. All that money goes to Patreon. And, and, to uh, and all that money goes to building the church. And so. to the children. Yeah, and to the children. And to the children. I'm children. telling you. But <laughs> that was hilarious. And yeah. I, I laughed so Dude, I can't hard. Believe I tackled Delacross. You fell out of your chair. I mean, it was. I found that fun. video recently. Uh, oh, God bless. Let's destroy that video. Uh, I love um, it. Okay. So, is there a KFC council at JP2 Parish? Yes, there is, and a very active council. And I believe we uh, were number one in recruitment in the state of Florida. And we're Get up there. Here. Yeah, we're up there nationally, nice. too. We have one of the most active Knights of Columbus, and I couldn't be more proud. I've been a Knight myself for close to 20 years and a fourth degree Knight. And uh, I'm, I'm a knight. so proud. Of my uh, of my Knights of Columbus here, a anything that I need, I I make a call, and they're out there, you know, full army ready to roll. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen it. the guys there. I've heard you talking oh to them. You got a good group here, but Amazing. I didn't know that. I mean, it's that powerful. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and still growing. Uh, this is from Michael Bummer. Uh, thanks for the super chat. That's awesome. That's always helpful. Uh, says, love the show, fellas. Do each of you have a dream guest you'd like to have on the show someday? So we talked about from the very beginning when we were in Hollywood, we were calling, we were doing shout outs. And we did say Mark Wahlberg and Donnie because we wanted to kind of. Well, we wanted to have them fight. And fight. See who exactly. Win, right? yeah. just, that was cool. So we're still waiting for Donnie. Right. But I think for me personally, Jack Black as Nacho. I would love that. I think Jack Black. So I, I even tried to get it going on Twitter where we're going to have our followers all tweet at Jack Black every day until he comes on the show. <laughs> but I think we got to find, like, maybe wait for the 20th anniversary of Nacho Libre at this point. Got to have some reason. close. Yeah, I know. Jack Black would be good. So we need your help. I like it. Give us Jack Black. Who's your dream guest? Uh, yeah, Mark was definitely up there. Let's see. Mike Piazza. <laughs> <laughs> Doppelganger. Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> Tommy Lasorda. I'm going to baseball route. I so guess. just Italian Dodgers players? Yeah. yeah. Roy Campanella? Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. Not Italian either. Sounds like it, though. Yeah. He's not Italian. Yeah. What about uh, you? Uh, I think my dream guest is you guys. Oh. I live lying. my dream every time, Father Richard <laughs> and Ryan. He's got to go to confession now. <laughs> Howard, no, you guys Howard is rolling his eyes off the camera right now. <laughs> Uh, who would I want to have on? Um, what I mean, I think we got to get Mike Schmitz on. I, I mean, I've been planting the seeds for this for years. That's true. The, the celebrity grudge match, priest edition that between Schmitz true. and Pagano. What about Gwen Stefani? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be great. She just likes our stuff. Yeah, so she's not. I love her, man. She's awesome. Um, I, I, yeah, you used to rock out to her songs. Oh yeah, yeah all the time. <laughs> totally why I liked her. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Josh Mansfield. Uh, he's, he's my boys from Ohio. What's up, Josh? Uh, howdy, guys. Favorite pilgrimage spot you haven't visited yet? Ah. Glad you guys are doing good. Hey, Shield, go Browns. Go Browns. Mm. Take the Guardians and Cavs with you. Um, favorite pilgrimage spot you haven't visited yet? I don't know. So favorite, how would you tell if you haven't been there? But I'm mm. very excited, and I think this is a great place to mention it. 
we are going on a Catholic talk show pilgrimage to the Holy Land. And that's the one, right? Mm-hmm. I don't January. think we, we haven't done a pilgrimage there. We're going to Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Nazareth. We're going to all the holy sites. We're going to Petra and the Galilee, Dead Sea and Galilee. Magdala. Magdala. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing all the sites. So uh, go to CatholicTalkShow.com forward slash Holy Land. You guys are the first ones on this live stream. Mm-hmm. Besides the people who are with us on the trip to Mexico yeah. are hearing about it. This trip will 100% sell out. It's already just on alumni from other trips mostly getting sold out. So if you are interested in going to Holy Land with us, it's going to be in January of 2024. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Father Rich, your bishop, is going to be in the Holy Land at the same time on, yeah. a, on, a, on a subsequent mm-hmm. well, And a we're going to be able to connect trip. and have some liturgies together, which cool. will be really cool. And we've packed this trip full of stuff. So if you go to catholictosha.com forward slash Holy Land, you could find out about that. But for me, that's I'm, the place. I'm stoked about the extension that we're doing with that, too. And, you know, there's a couple of places on the extension that, that I haven't been able to uh, attend yet. What What are those? Well, Dude, I just love the fact that you're always playing with something or drinking something and making noises over there. And then you're like, oops. <laughs> you ever see the end of Indiana Jones where they're... Yeah, uh, where they get where they get the cup and they're riding away on the yeah. horses and they're in the, that big stone building. We're going there. That's Petra. Yeah. So That's we got to get cool. the horses right. And, or dude, <laughs> if we could find the Holy Grail in there, that would stop the aging process on us. Oh man, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be helpful. I'd need it right now. Yeah, me too, dude. I'm aging like a. Would you say a catcher's mitt? No, you look like a catcher's <laughs> mitt, but you're aging like a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> These are my friends. All right. Uh, let's see. So this is from Mary Lou Cervantes. When did bishops lose the power to heal? So I think the question is, you know, the first bishops, which were the apostles, had the charism of healing, all Mm -hmm. of them through, which I would imagine would be a special grace given on Pentecost. But what, I guess, gifts do bishops retain from their apostolic succession? They they exercise the fullness of priesthood, so they exercise everything, including... Uh, healing, mm-hmm. and you know, I've I've seen it time and time again where uh, bishops have been very much involved in healing. And one recent that I that I uh, think of with Bishop Estevez, you know, it's uh, the fullness of priesthood is active by way of God's mercy through the bishops. And you know, like uh, the ministry of healing that that I've extended in my pastoral care is rooted in the bishops' yeah. priesthood. So yeah. it's like it's my my priesthood is nothing without. It's a supernatural that I receive from him. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's um, the fullness is in the bishop and, and the bishop absolutely has uh, that faculty and that that administration of, of that healing. So this is from Mary and John King. I don't know if it's from Mary or, or John or from both. But Father, I'm having difficulty with feeling mm. forgiveness for the past sins of mine, even after confession. Mm-hmm. I understand that if I am truly repentant, I am forgiven, but I still feel shame. Yeah. I think that's a really common thing. It is, it is. And a lot of it's like consequences of, of sin. And, and um, what I like to kind of guide people through uh, pastorally is subsequent, if, if we turn back and, and we're, for, we're doubting God's mercy or we're doubting that we're forgiven, I've seen a lot of inroads in my own personal life and my pastoral care where I guide people through um, the litany of humility. And by way of the virtue of humility, it, it leverages uh, that shame because a lot of times, um, you know, our pride is what gets in the way. Um, and really, pride is the very core essence of all of the sins of our humanity. 
So the fact that you're exercising that through humility and and realizing how much God's mercy is for you, um, it, it's through that avenue of of leveraging. Uh, you know, I, I'm I should have known better. I should have never done this. I, I'm better than that. Like, no, you're sinful. You're you're bad. Like, yeah. you've done something that's bad. All of us have done something that's bad. You know, and where God meets us is precisely in that humiliation. It's that it's that yeah. being humbled by God because God's mercy is reaching out to us, communicating to us that you are not the sum of your faults, but you are the sum of the Father's love. And that mercy can only be applied to a humble soul. Yeah. So I, I typically always move people through the pro- process of uh, moving through levels of humility and it will it will uh, alleviate some of that um, that shame in the experience of God's mercy. Yeah, yeah. The Catechism says that uh, humility is the foundation for all prayer. Yeah. Like if we don't experience humility, then praying is going to be difficult because mm-hmm. you're not going to have a foundation. Mm-hmm. Like my experience with it is a lot like yours. Is like for some reason I got it in my head that I had to earn mm-hmm. God's love. Yes. That's such a good point. You know? And I mean, look at like, even my kids uh, sometimes feel like they have to earn my love. Yeah. You know, they'll see me loving on another kid and they say, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I'm over here. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and the reality is, is it's, that's, it's not the case with me mm-hmm. guys. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, you don't have to earn my love. It's already there. <laughs> but Joseph, if you want to mow the grass, go ahead, man, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. You're bad. <laughs> But that's a beautiful point, dude, yeah. because it is. I mean, we do develop a sense of, you know. We can't earn God's love. It's, it's, it's it, been earned. Mm-hmm. It's been earned. It's been earned. It's been earned already. Believe it. Believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it. He died for our sins. That's earned. That's, been... <laughs> that's already earned. Earned. This is why you love the show. Yes, and this is why we love is. him. This show would be terrible without him. Oh, if we didn't have it, just be me and you going like church stuff, church stuff. I'm sorry, church I stuff. was just not talk- church stuff. Church stuff. <laughs> Why are you so angry? Why are you so happy? <laughs> yo, that was a yo, that was a theological statement, bro. <laughs> that, was great. that was a theological statement I made. Yeah, uh, it's earned. I don't know if it's, it's earned. Legitimate. Uh, Andrew Lance, aliens? Yes. No. Next question. <laughs> well, we did a whole episode no, we of did. Aliens. Aliens? And it's one of my yes. favorite. And uh, that was the one. one that I was shocked that it didn't do as well as I I'm I a believer. Yeah. You are a believer? I'm, Joe, I am a believer of alien. <laughs> I keep my eyes to the sky. I heal <laughs> alien. <laughs> I heard that story the other day. <laughs> he told his story. Uh, so aliens, you know, I don't think it's anything that would change Look, doctrine. It wouldn't change doctrine. No. It's by all accounts, if you look at the scale and the scope of the universe, it's probably likely, although I go with the kind of the Fermi paradox that if it was so likely, we would have made contact by now. And with the scope of time being billions of years and hundreds and trillions of stars and the supposed, you know, look at the mathematical probability that there'd be hundreds of millions of alien civilizations and there's nothing out there. Man. My gut tells me there's nothing out there, but I could be wrong. We're all telling I mean, we just got a we just got a wheel in North and South America like 500 years ago. So I mean, like the fact that we're <laughs> somehow going to be able to make contact, I think we're the dumbest ones in the universe. <laughs> you know, I think that's why Jesus came here. Us three particularly. <laughs> yeah. Us three particularly, the <laughs> dumbest people in the universe. If there right is here. aliens, Jesus is like, I got to go to Earth, dude. This is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see here. Oh, so this is a question I wanted to answer. So this one is from uh, Militant Catholic. He wants to know basically what he can do 
to remove himself from concupiscence, from uh, continuing to sin. He wants to get rid of the attachment to sin. Mm-hmm. Die yeah. and go to heaven? <laughs> <laughs> There's really no other way yeah. to get rid of attachment. Natural but, death, of but course. But here's the thing. Once you get to heaven, you would not have had any attachment to sin because you can't get to heaven. You're going to be purified. In, in purgatory. Uh-huh. So what can we do to kind of lessen that purgation now? What are some good ways, Father Rich, to... Sacrament, sacrament, sacrament. <clears throat> well, I think I think fasting is is one of the most important, you know, fasting of the senses and mm-hmm. um, and growing in personal holiness, mm-hmm. you know, the ascetical life. And, and, you know, I would encourage you following the... And you've probably already been uh, exposed to this, but the um, the father, the desert mothers, and the desert fathers. Mm-hmm. You know, they they removed themselves uh, from society and lived austere lives of, of prayer, fasting, and and uh, that's that's the path, you know, of sanctification, and that's a part of it. And um, you know, you also want to make sure that you're not going down the path of scrupulosity too, like. Um, you know, God's mercy is, is for you and, and reaches you and your mm. limitations. Um, and if you, if anybody out there is, is struggling with scrupulosity, uh, I highly recommend looking to St. Ignatius of Loyola. Uh, he had a charism of ministering to people with uh, scrupulosity, and that's typically where I direct people huh. uh, who are struggling with what that. What kind of, like a book or something? Um, he, there's a, a number of materials. Is it a movie? Is it in yeah, a movie? Yeah, I watch movies. <laughs> we need to make it into a movie, Ryan. Yeah, scrupulosity is. Uh, oh, what is brutal, that? A, what is that a sin of? What would that? What would the sinful nature of that be in terms of a vice? I'd say maybe lack of trust, or maybe even, maybe you said humility. That, that humility. It's yeah. humility that that somehow you, my my you, sins are so my sins are so much worse than yours that you know. Well, it's not even it's like that. A pride it's like the sin. expectation that you yeah. put on yourself uh, eliminates the. The, the deposit of grace mm. that God is wanting to give you in his mercy, right? So you're rejecting part, almost you're rejecting part of God because mm. he's God's mercy. So you're not allowing his mercy to come and reside. Mm. You know, a lot, of, a lot of things with this too is that people think that, you know, I sinned, I did something wrong, I go to confession, and then that's it. Like tomorrow I'm going to be great. Well, what was... Pope John Paul II doing going to confession every week. All right. Was he confessing a different sin every time? Probably not. <clears throat> no, it's no, probably the wasn't. same. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's kind of like those electric cars we used to play with when we were little, if you were cool. Uh, <laughs> like you 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 zip it around, right? And then it hits that little metal oh, part. Oh, yeah, man. I remember And it's those. usually like kind of wiggling, you yeah, know? Yeah, I used to and love And then it those. just hits that electric thing and it gets straight online again. Yeah. And then it whips back around and it. Dude, I like that a lot. So you have to look at confession and sin as a cyclical electric racetrack if you were cool when you were little. Yeah. Yeah. You should have been a priest. Yeah. (laughs) I am a priest (laughs) to seven kids. And, a, and wife, loving wife. Big shout out to Jen. She said she was listening tonight, but I doubt it. Hi, Jennifer. She's probably listening to Schmitz. She, she was, she's yeah, she was, uh, actually, off. speaking of, someone said, does Father Mike Schmitz have a Bible heaven at the table? No, we have a candle. A devo- we a, do. Where a is votive the candle? candle. Uh, votive candle. This is terrible. We didn't put it on the table no. when we started. Uh, what does that mean? I don't know. I just mentioned you in the show. You said you were going to watch me. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's copyright infringement right there. <laughs> Mike Schmidt's face is copyright. Father Mike Schmidt's face is copyright. No, it's not. That's a public work. That's <laughs> <laughs> a public work. So whenever, whenever we were not living up to the standards and the high standards of Ascension Presents, which they do a great job, yeah. and Father Mike Schmidt's, <laughs> we light this candle and say, 
God, we know that we're not that good. <laughs> we know that this show is, we're, we're the three dumbest people in the universe. And we also know that Father Rich, if he was more like Father Mike Schmitz. He'd carry us. Of course, right. And it's not really that I think Mike Schmitz is so great. I just don't have to work so hard. And like this show would be easy. I'd just be like, just show up and let Schmitz talk, right? But no, now i got to prepare and we've got to collaborate and we have to figure it out. It's, it's really just a Good laziness thing. Good thing I'm tired thing. right now. It's a laziness thing. It's not a knock against you. It's just a laziness thing, I think. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? <laughs> Moving on to the next question. Can you name one NBA basketball player for me? We can name a lot of them. Yeah, one NBA basketball one, player? Yeah. Like current? Or? Chris Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> the poster boy. <laughs> A.K.A. poster boy. Troy Fulford. Yeah. Chris Middleton. Kurt Rambis. Kurt oh, so I'm going with Kurt Rambis. <laughs> Kurt Rambis. Um, Spud Webb. Spud, Spud Webb. There yeah. you go. Why not? Who was the White Mamba? Played with the Celtics. Oh, um, <laughs> I can't... shoot! Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, Mikhail? No, uh, recently, no. <laughs> he was a he Mamba. He kind of a was Mamba. He like a Mamba. Oh, Brian Scalabrini. Yeah, Scalabrini. Brian Scalabrini. Brian Scalabrini. Brian Scalabrini. Yeah. He's Scalabrini a lot of fun to awesome. listen to. He's got a he's got a radio show. Yeah, isn't he? yeah he's uh, pretty entertaining. Yeah, we can name a lot. Actually, we I think we all watch a lot of basketball. Mm -hmm. um, we got some playoffs coming up mm -hmm. tomorrow night. Uh, mm -hmm. Lakers and Nuggets. Who do you guys like in that series? Uh, Nuggets. I, you know, and I, I say this um, as a New York Knicks fan and somebody who's never liked the Miami Heat. And uh, certainly when Definitely. LeBron went to Miami, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that sealed the deal for me with LeBron. But LeBron is like showing up in leadership in ways that I haven't seen him all year uh, show up all year for or yeah. really for the past few years. So uh, it's pretty interesting to see his caliber of leadership right now. So. I don't know. I mean, I would love to see the Joker actually win one. I would yeah. love to see that because I, I think very highly of him, and I, I think he's I got think a high caliber. Of I think the Celtics can beat Denver. I don't. Celtics think the are looking can. tough. Yeah. I don't yeah. think the Lakers can. I don't know. I think the Lakers match up well against them. They match up well, but yeah. I don't know. And Anthony Davis is playing the best basketball he's played in. Mm -hmm. He's actually playing basketball. Well, that's mm -hmm. the, yeah. You I know. mean, that's just the bizarre mm -hmm. thing about it. You guys, okay, so this is from Silver Bubbles. You guys need to visit the Our Lady of Victory Basilica in, New, in Buffalo, New York. Oh, that'd be cool. I'm down. The down. story of how Father Baker and how he found a gas well to heat the basilica in the hospital is Very just different. Cool. I love Buffalo. I'm That's only about cool. two hours from Buffalo. Very drive cool. drive there every now and again. Do you really? You go out to Buffalo? Cool city, dude. Yeah. He found a gas well. Like, <clears throat> what is that? I don't know. Probably the gas underneath gas it. coming up yeah. out of the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, is it like Beverly uh, Hillbillies or something? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he found some gas bells and he sold off the like, rights. The bubbling crude oil, that is. <laughs> oh, wow. I haven't heard that in years. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to try to. This is. I don't think Nina's uh, first language is English, so I'm going to try to read it and you guys try to figure it out here. I have to ask Is it okay to be more happy in the mind after talking to an ex friend? Since our friendship become so toxic in the mm. end so like um <clears throat> is it is it good to like end relationships with friends when they're oh. no longer healthy mm. for you i think yeah yeah i think we have to exercise discernment in relationships you know i think we live under the false guise mm -hmm. of you know striving after thousands of friends or or hundreds of friends you know i i highly recommend read uh sirach chapter six and it goes into friendship and expresses like consider yourself blessed if you have one friend 
one person who treats you as another self. Like you, it's a rare thing when you discover friendship at that, at that uh, extent. And in the process of discernment, you know, like you have to be very discerning in who you share the pearls of your life with, who you share the sufferings of your life with, um, because people may not intend the very best for you. Um, but that's what you're meant for. So we go through the discernment process and we extend charity to all people and we extend the very best and treat others as you would like to be treated. But ultimately, it's, it's um, you know, discerning whom you share the most intimacy, the intimate parts of your heart and, your, and that extension of friendship. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, this is from Marcus. Uh, he gave us a super chat. He said, you had to the best. Love listening. Thank Marcus, you. Marcus, appreciate you, brother. Yeah, Thank really you. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, this one is from a Jennifer, Jennifer Delacrosse. Delacrosse. I'm here, boys. My wife is actually listening Delacrosse. to one of our shows. How do you pronounce that? Yeah. I love it. Delacroix. Have absolutely nothing Delacroix. to do, honey. Yeah, she's like you. Lacroix. The kids are already sleeping. She's like, I guess I'll watch this. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, speaking love of- Love you, Jennifer. Speaking of that, Lisa Mitchell, or Lois actually says, what do you guys think of the idea of women priests? Uh, the, uh, the idea of women priests is, you know, it's definitely an idea. But <laughs> traditionally, <laughs> throughout the course of the history and the traditions of our church, you know, Mary, there's Mary Magdalene, there are a, a ton of women who are, you know, mentioned in scriptures, and there's a reason for it. I really do think there's a reason for it. You know, I think uh, when we look at the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and we look at the, the, the priesthood as a symbol, a sign of Christ's love in, in the church that's still persisting today, even after mm-hmm. 2,000 years, I think there's a, a, a very simple distinction there, right? Mm-hmm. It is, you know, you know, you're looking at a man, yeah. right? Um, and, and Christ has, uh, through the sacred orders has even, even the sacred orders of our Jewish brothers and sisters leading up to to all the way back to the line of Melchizedek. It it goes all the way back. The priesthood of Aaron. And yeah, there's no, there's no, you know, place in scripture where, you know, I think it, it comes out of more of a social observance of, uh, trends and concepts in societies because i don't think a lot of people in africa mm-hmm. or the philippines are like we need women priests mm-hmm. and so i think there's the things are raised and they're they're good right it's like why can't we do this mm-hmm. where are we not equal great <laughs> conversation but you have to bifurcate that at some point and say are is there a distinction here? yeah and right. what is what are the distinctions that are being made yeah and you know you look to the deposit of faith that is very different between a man and a woman and and both of those are uniquely associated with you know how we relate with one another and how we relate to our children and it's important to exercise that to the fullest of our capacity and for that to be sanctified so you know, when it comes to women's roles in, in, in the form of priesthood, the priestly character of our baptism is exercised by all people, men and women. Mm-hmm. But the, the public functionary, the pu- public function of a priest that goes, that predates uh, Christianity, that predates Catholicism, is, is done in that uh, line of Aaron and right. in that line of Melchizedek. And it has always been, uh, uh, you know, upheld by the masculine deposit of mm-hmm. faith and the masculine sacrifice. Um, and Christ taking unto himself as the sacrificial lamb, you know, we participate as men in that offering. 
Uh, but the service associated with this and, and why I would love to see uh, the diaconia, the diaconate, to be extended once again to women, you know, I think the roles of ministry in the church, um, you know, always has to be looked at. And, and yeah. wh- how, how has this been exercised throughout time? And then mm-hmm. you look at women's role in religious life and, and, you know, in all of the faculties that they have and how their orders are governed canonically. I mean, it's, it's amazing, the mm-hmm. religious orders of women. You know, I think a lot of this goes to the fact that people look at it, and Ryan, you were touching on this, like it's a social thing. They look at it and say, well, women are capable, so they should be able to have all the same roles. And they conflate sameness with equality like to be equal you have to be the same you have to be able to have do the exact same things but men and women are not the same in their equality they're equal in their dignity they're equal in their worth even though they are different they're complementary they're and their complementary mm. is right. a powerful powerful right. thing in society when lived yeah. through the sacrament of marriage you know it, it's a powerful thing yeah mm-hmm. and try saying to women like I don't know, St. Clair or St. Therese or Mother Teresa or, you know, Mary Magdalene or a lady that women haven't influenced and impacted the church. I mean, mm-hmm. Mary Magdalene is the apostle to the apostles. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not a thing where women don't Several have, qualified women in Scripture mm-hmm. There's all of the... Women doctors of the church yeah. and saints. Yeah. But the patron saint of preachers, yeah, St. Catherine of Alexandria, yeah. Yeah. one of the greatest persuasive speakers in the world. Uh, Christina Ontiveros is not happy with the pace of which we're answering questions. She Uh-oh. says that there's less questions, questions answered and more sidetrack conversations not pertaining to the show. That's because Peace of Ryan Delacross. Bye, Christina. Bye, Christina. Sorry. 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 We so try sorry. our best, but, you know, can we get our clock fixed? We've tried. It's not going yep. to work. Probably have to find I'll new fix one. it. I'll fix it. Uh, Esteban Quintana, he said... Can Father Rich and Shield debate Medjugorje? Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> leave. I'm gonna leave. Yeah, no, we've decided that we are never gonna have that one. Yeah. Although I think it probably would go better now that it would have a it few would. years ago. It would. Yeah, it would. I, I'll I'll just go ahead and preface this by saying there's been some lack of fruit with administrative and <laughs> clerical things. Uh, there's also been some suspect activities done by some of the seers. However. When you talk to people who have been there, life changing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I'm 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 a I'm like you. I'm just watching, and uh, that's what I hear. So yep. I, I just say no one guys, uh, no one's bound to believe it or disbelieve it. It's a matter of private revelation, mm-hmm. and it's a good thing for the church that I'm not the arbiter of that. Yeah. yeah and and neither, and neither and I don't want to be. Yeah. Neither am I. I don't want to be, be either. Yeah. Both and and um <laughs> you know for me you know I've been nine times in, in the last nine? 20 years yeah whoa and um whoa. you know this it's a, a very powerful place of, of peace and growth for me and something that struck me in in evaluating all of it because i'm not going yeah. to represent the interests of the seers or the church's role of looking sure. into it but it is a place of peace and it's been a place of huge growth and uh, something that struck me when i was climbing up mount krishavek uh, cross mountain was you will know a tree by its fruits and yep. seeing seeing so many people go to confession you know, walking up the mountain on their bare feet, walking up on their knees and meditating on the sufferings of Christ and, you know, growing in love of charity to neighbors and people of all nations. Uh, I, you know, you see something very special when you go mm-hmm. there. So, um, yeah, I think we can leave it at that. Yeah, I'd, yeah, that's it. Uh, why is it okay for Orthodox priests to marry, but not in the Latin rite? Because Orthodox priests have cooler beards, cooler <laughs> vestments. I'm trying to get my beard up to par. I, I, I just think, looking at this, I just think Latin, Latin priests can't, 
pull a woman. Where that's the East probably camp. that's that's we did a that's show definitely. on this. Yeah, <laughs> we, well, did, I, I, we did a show on Mary Priest. And, yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's just tradition. It goes back, you know. In the in the West, the tradition was that priests were celebrate. In the East, it's not, and that this. That's a thousand plus year old tradition, you and know? and for a greater respect, you know, mm. in, the, in the church's history for the Latin rites for Roman Catholic uh, priesthood, you know, it wasn't exclusively celibate for mm. you know centuries, you know, all the way up to what like eleven hundred or somewhere like yeah. that, and and then you know a lot of it came down to, um, you know, the sense of. Um, it's been a long day for me. Yeah. Uh, patrimony, but not patrimony. I'm thinking of inheritance. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the concerns were regarding, and uh, you know, it's it's something that the church always looks at as it relates to the need for priests. And a good distinction here is that pr- no priests, Eastern or Western, can get married. Priests cannot get married, but married men can become priests in the mm-hmm. East. But if you're a priest already and unmarried in the East, you can never get married. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're a married priest, you can never become a bishop. You're always going to be, you know. You can never exercise the fullness of the office of the priesthood, even in the East. So there's there's a lot of distinctions mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about, and this is coming from Gene Eric, what do you guys feel about the addition of the Coptic martyrs in the Roman calendar? So this was those 21 men who were beheaded Wonderful. by uh, ISIS. ISIS. I'm so yeah. glad that they're in the Roman canon. Me yeah. too. So glad. I, can just I remember preaching on that when that happened yeah. in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just going to say, a lot of people online aren't so happy about it, because mm. they're saying that basically Pope Francis canonized somebody, not 21 people, not in communion with Rome, who are in formal and material schism because they're Coptic. Mm. I'm, I'm not saying I, I agree with that, but that's there's a big debate about that online. It's like, basically, you've just washed away any sort of theological difference or communion mm-hmm. Because of their status as martyrs. So we've always, always treated martyrs. Well, I mean, like, yeah. So you, From the beginning. That's exactly right. Somebody's killed <clears throat> by proclaiming Jesus Christ. Yep. In odium fide. Like yep. in, that's in, like, that is that is it. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you were killed because of the, the faith. The name period. above all other names. <laughs> period. I, I am just you placed before your very own life. You placed it before your very own life. I think it's a. I think it's an awesome pastoral move by, by yes. Pope Francis. But on top of that, you know, like the fact that they it's died. It's not your move. Under <laughs> the, it's his move. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that that is his right as the as the shepherd. Just because he said I, I something like crazy you know, on a plane doesn't mean he can't do this. Yeah, and it's legitimate. You know. I mean. There's questions. There's debate. It's not for me. I don't know. There are uh, martyrs. Yeah. Anyone debating on Twitter whether mm-hmm. or not they were holy men, if you had, it doesn't if matter you had if the, they were if, holy. They renounced these people in the, in the name of right. Jesus Christ. I love it. That yeah. is, it does not matter. Yep. It does not matter. Well, the, the, council, about, the Council of Florence says that no matter, even if you spill blood for Christ or give all your money to the poor, if you are not in communion with Rome, you have no chance of. Salvation. Well, now, now, that's, that's well, the now they, the well, now they are because the Pope just made it happen. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, the, there's the been a between, loophole. That's somewhere. the debate with trads and everyone going online. Well, I think it just makes the church look bad, mm-hmm. and I think the the Pope of the Copts is celebrating Mass, yeah. in, or celebrating Divine Liturgy in Rome in a couple weeks. So I the, wonder if he's giving him the principal <clears throat> altar. That's powerful. No, in in uh, John Lateran. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. So I mean, there's there's a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, say what you want about Pope Francis. He's Pretty good homies with the, uh, you know, the uh, patriarch of Constantinople and now the cops, which is Alexander, which is we need to unite, right? I mean, That's yeah. three and out of the five yeah. uh, patriarchal we've been, we've seas. Been, we've been, yeah, exactly. 
Um, gentlemen, do you think that this would have? We are not. That's okay. I don't know what that means. So I'm um, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> just jumping around. Uh, <laughs> there's one. Um, Father, can you pray for my aunt? She is very sick. Absolutely. This is from Nina. Nina, I will. God bless you, babe. Wendy, have you ever been to St. Augustine with the 280-foot cross at the National Shrine of Our Lady of Alachia? Father Rich, have you ever Wendy, been there? Wendy, I've been there so many times. It's where I've celebrated my first Mass as a priest. It's where I've heard my first confession as a priest. It's where I received the first vows of a married couple that were married at the rustic altar outside as a, as a deacon. So all of my first there, I hope to be. I hope to have my funeral out there, and I hope to be buried out there. Yeah, Father Rich says that when he dies, me and you have to go chuck his body yeah, in there. I don't need yeah. a. I don't need a headstone or anything like that. Just yeah. bury me out don't there. Don't worry, man. I've been there with a shovel at night. So everybody will know where my headstone. Yeah, is. nobody's gonna know. Where I'm, where I'm <laughs> They're gonna know. But um, <laughs> no, we actually at the parish here, St. John Paul II. We are the Northern Territory to Mission Nombre de Dios. So we're a fruit of the mission and a fruit of the cathedral and. And uh, our livelihood here at the fa- in the faith is like bursting forth. So we're just so excited about this campus development. And anybody that's willing to help me, please, uh, you know, go online to NakateeCatholic.com, and we could appreciate any type of help that you could give us. Um, this one is uh, from JT Harley. Any comments on grief, offering grief to Christ? My wife passed away six weeks oh, ago. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I mean, and Father Rich, I know that you deal with an incredible amount of grief, and you're always present yeah. in the suffering of a community, which is, yeah, I don't think people understand the kind of weight that puts on a person, right? I think uh, police officers and first responders feel that, people who have been mm-hmm. in war zones. ER they, nurses and doctors. Right. And, yeah. You know, there's some people in our society who are on the front lines of grief, right? Mm-hmm. And, Tragedy. And, and, yeah, yeah. And you're like that. So... How do you how do you confront that, and what would you offer for this gentleman? You know, as he's, you know, in the midst of that grief. Yeah, you just you need to be accompanied by the church. You know, the church is here to walk with you, brother. Um, you know, that touches my heart just listening to it and and knowing you're on the feed. So to know that I'm going to be praying for you uh, this evening and in, in my in my liturgy of hours um, in evening prayer, um, but at your local parish. You know, like for for me, I have um, an outstanding ministry called I Care, and it's a bereavement ministry, and it's made up of uh, retired professionals and some active professional uh, counselors that offer their services for free one-on-one, but they also have group uh, solidarity around facing death and uh, sharing the stories, sharing the experiences, and going through these uh, movements of heart, of grief, um, in a sense of not being alone, uh, because it could be very isolating and very dark. Um, you know, by sharing the testimony, by sharing your story, by sharing your love, um, and that being received in the context of prayer uh, can be very um, supportive on the journey of grief. Do you, do you guys remember that quote in Chalco at the altar in Blessed... Uh, oh, uh, Venerable Aloysius um, Schwartz. Schwartz. And it, it was something <coughs> to the effect of, I'm trying to pull it up here, but... It was something to the effect of, like, my wounds are not my own. Mm-hmm. My wounds are in Christ's wounds. Yeah. Like, so you're, not only are you not alone, but, like, that, what that really did to me is it, it distanced myself from my own pain. Yeah. And it allowed me to think of the sufferings of Christ. And 
even Christ suffering the loss of his friend yeah. in Scripture, and yeah. uh, you know his his mother, I'm sure, looking down from heaven, like and seeing her after you know he died, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, and the loss of Saint Joseph, and yeah. everything is born in the in the heart of Christ. So, you know, that's where we experience the greatest amount of healing is when when our wounds are paired with the wounds of Christ. And when he is operative in love in those places, that's where we can experience consolation. Um, I got it. Oh. It's all those suffering is in me. I am not in it. I am in God. Yes. That's, that's was it. this was this in um in the his personal chapel. chapel? Oh, in his personal chapel. So on the when, wall. When we were there, we got to spend time and <laughs> Father <laughs> Venerable Aloysius Schwartz's personal living space, and we went in there and we prayed and everything. I know where you're going. <laughs> and we were. We did a little video. We never shared the video because it didn't turn out right. But until he's knocking stuff over, I'm like, dude, don't break Venerable Al's stuff, man. What are you doing? <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> we just confessed that Dan, Father Dan's never going to let us back. Yeah, into now that. he's going to tell me. You know, he's going to call you. Yeah, he's he's brutal too. Oh, that's funny. Um, from Francisco Napoleon, is it a mortal sin to get high? How high? <laughs> I mean, are we talking like you know Woodstock swag? Are we talking like <laughs> you know? Are we talking eighties dirt weed? Are we talking like like yeah. hydroponic stuff from now? I, you yeah. know, we did a whole we episode. did a whole episode on this. We did it. We did a whole episode yeah. on that. And uh, I would encourage you to check that out. There's a lot of nuance to it. There's no quick, easy question no. and no. answer. That's why we did. And I thought we did a good treatment on that. I think so. Too. Yeah, yeah. And I see another one. Have you spoken with Bishop Estevez on Pedro Pan? Uh, yeah, the Operation Peter Pan out of Cuba, we had an awesome conversation with him on our show with, with Bishop Estevez. We highly recommend you watching that because it is truly an inspiring story. Yeah, um, I think a lot of the questions that we answer, guys, if you just go look at our videos, if you go to catholictalkshow.com and look at all of our videos, a lot of those questions are going to be answered in or there. Or YouTube because you could sort through them yeah, all pretty Yeah, so make sure. Like, now, if you're watching this, I want every single person oh watching God, this, please, please click, please like, God. share, and subscribe. It really helps our channel. <laughs> oh uh, what was the question? <laughs> Lois. The pothead priest and his buds. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The yep, pun, I the don't, pun has I been don't extended. smoke pot. And if you, if you listen to the show, too, you would, you would hear my perspective. Yes. Yeah. Hardliner. Uh, the question: What is the yellow? <laughs> what is the yellow bobblehead? That's the Gorton fisherman. That's Howard. Yeah, Howard. Thanks for asking. Can you put on your um, Gandalf hat and please come on camera? Because we want <laughs> to say goodbye to everybody. Yeah, say say hi, Howard. Is there? Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello, Howard. Okay, now go back in your corner. <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion of Little Saint Hugh of Lincoln? That's from Jim Barron. That is, if I got my stuff right, hey, that's one. That's a very complicated thing that would probably take a whole episode uh so i uh, actually Maybe what's the what's the general idea there go look it up okay everyone look it up i don't want to get into it Little i think Saint that uh, discretion is the better part of valor on that one it's a very yeah. difficult uh one to understand and i don't know how to feel about it um I was watching a priestly ordination in my archdiocese and noticed that the newly the cloth the newly ordained used to wipe their hands after being anointed. Can you explain what the cloth is and the tradition? The manitergent. So excuse me, what now? Dish yeah. detergent. Come on, how do I handle? The man, the man's detergent. Manitergent. 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 And and it's uh, the tradition of linen. I've never heard of it. Yeah, linen that that's used after uh, ordination, um, and it's given to your mother, and um, at and the custom Beautiful. is. 
Oh, it is. And in the custom, when your so mother... So the, the cloth would have the oil from yep, your... The chrism oil okay. from, uh, from the anointing of your hands. And then you take that uh, linen and you wrap your mother's hands when, she's, uh, pe- when she passes away. And uh, the custom and the tradition behind it is that um, when your mom goes to the pearly gates and, and she encounters St. Peter... Um, I gave you a I priest. You a priest. <laughs> so that's kind of a beautiful... Oh, that's and so awesome. Father hanky has yeah. got a few tears. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have your still? My mother does. Yeah, okay. I gave it to my mom. Okay. Don't lose it. Gandalf that's why I gave cr- it to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Father is crying a form of prayer. Yes. Yes? <laughs> <laughs> well, then, every day. well, then you are a, well, I'm, a I'm crying every day. <laughs> I am praying, I'm monk. crying, I'm praying. The man's no, I think, I think uh, the Psalms definitely... What's uh, up, Ashley? cover that as well as just you know to the cry of the heart um and without doubt without a doubt like god um desires us to to uh, pray and communicate from that from that place of the heart so yes Uh, i mean jesus cried Mm -hmm. jesus Jesus wept um dominus flavit is that how you said Mm -hmm. the the lord Mm -hmm. and flavit flavit is cry yeah wept wept uh have you ever dropped the chalice Oh God forbid, no. <laughs> I was uh I was at one of my uh, niece's baptisms, and I was I was the godfather. And mm-hmm. Father Kevin says, "Okay, you have one job here, Ryan. You have one easy job: hold the candle while I do the blessing." And he's like, "Don't drop it!" Like you know, being joking around. <laughs> so he hands me the cap- the candle. And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> like an absolute idiot, Jeez. broke the candle immediately. Oh no. Oh, no. <sighs> it's pretty bad. You know what this reminds me of, though, is uh, the the most nervous I ever was uh, celebrating a mass was on top of a mountain. On top and of a, spaghetti? On top of cheese? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, like, dropped into, like, the 20s or whatever. And, um, and as I was celebrating mass, I couldn't feel my fingers. And, like, I was trying to hold the host. And I was, like, so nervous because I couldn't feel the host. And, um, you know, I, I celebrated that mass with uh, a men's mountaineering crew from Ave Maria University. Uh, shout out George and, and, and everybody that was on that trip. And um, very, very cool experience. But, man, it was cold that night. Yeah. Does your diocese have an exorcist? If so, have him on for an episode. Isn't this, that a secret? Now, here's the thing. We've no. had a lot of opportunities and a lot of people say, well, get this exorcist or this exorcist on and. There's so much fascination around that. I think that we've come to the decision as a group to um, be very discerning on what we do around exorcism, occult, and things that are kind of leaning towards the dark. Uh, It's a dangerous thing, and YouTube isn't always the place for most people. And we can't ensure that the people viewing that content are of the spiritual health to be able to listen to it in a safe way so we try to be really careful about that Mm -hmm. and very discerning yeah not me i just go with y'all's instincts (laughs) well that's that's a good discernment yeah (laughs) (laughs) um have you come across a saint faustina bobblehead no but we we need saint faustina i have a beautiful statue in my church we need to buy a bobblehead maker and start making them. This guy's out of business now. Like, come oh, on, is he you really? Can't, you can't do this. This guy's out of business. Yeah, really? He, yeah. Oh. Well, one of our patrons for the bobblehead level, we had to go find somebody else or something. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were. I was trying to have uh, bobbleheads of us made 
but then I got busy and didn't. What about Nefarious? Have you guys seen that? Everybody wants to know. It's a movie. A lot of people are talking about. It. I have no idea what it's about. I heard. Yeah, I it's heard about an exorcist. Or yeah. Um, you know, a priest that's in deliverance ministry here in the diocese uh, said that he was very impressed with it. Oh, good. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get a chance to watch it though. Um, so I think we should wrap it up. We got some stuff that we got to do yeah. to prepare yeah. for this shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a great couple episodes that we're going to be recording. We're doing episodes. Oh, on, we're stoked about this shoot. Um, Mary Magdalene. We've got a military chaplain coming yes. in. We have your bishop coming in again. Really? Oh, yes. That's awesome. We have Absolutely. Charles Franny um, coming on again. Yeah. That was a great show. Who from, he wrote Slaying the Slaying Dragons. Dragons. Yeah. He's got a new book. What is it? Slaying Dragons 2. <laughs> it's not, but you'll see that. <laughs> Um, we've got an episode of the Ten Commandments. Ooh. We're gonna do an episode. Uh, this one's gonna be really fun. The random Bible verse challenge. We're Ooh, gonna take fun. a Bible, then we're gonna close our eyes and point to something, and then talk about it. And that's it. And we're just cool. see where the Holy Spirit Ooh, I takes. I like us. that. I know. Lots. I thought you'd love that. One. I love. Yeah. Stuff there's like there's that. some in there. I think we'll land on where we'll be like, yeah, not much to say here, yeah. guys. <laughs> well, then not for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the Ten Commandments. I think it's gonna be really good. We've never covered that. The movie. The actual, the no, actual the, the tablets, stone things that say, yeah. you know, thou shalt Moses not eat lasagna during episodes. Got light on his face. <laughs> <laughs> thou shalt <laughs> not eat lasagna on the show. Uh, oh, so we got a lot of great episodes. So a couple things again. Uh, this pilgrimage we're doing to the Holy Land in uh, January of 2024. Go to CatholicTalkShow.com forward slash Holy Land. Learn all about that now. Um, if you're listening to this, please make sure you click like, share, and subscribe. It really helps our channel. It's one of the most important things you could do to help participate in this ministry. Um, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Hollow. Mm-hmm. It's the number one Catholic app. It's an app I use every day. Um, it has prayer. It has discernment. It has all kinds of documents, music, any all the features. It's the best app for a Catholic out there. Go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Hollow, H-A-L-L-O-W. Howard, quit playing with your beard. It is so distracting. Yes, it is. Yeah, and it then is. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Patreon. There's all sorts of different tiers that you can help uh, support the show, anywhere from a couple bucks to a, you know that $1 million tier where you can learn that secret uh, blooper reel that we have. Um, Eek. I'm going to have to see it in actual donation to the Capital <laughs> Campaign. The, the, mo- the, money, the check it. has to clear first. It has yeah. to clear first. That's the million dollar To the tier. Capital Last Campaign. Thing, if you're a guy, you want to hang out with guys and celebrate your masculinity out in the woods in Colorado, <laughs> Estovir Expeditions. We got five more slots available in July. And it's super awesome. I'm so upset that I can't go this year because I had so much fun yeah, and it was fun. such a cool experience but you got me. some rock star priests coming with you though yeah. too yeah yeah father leblanc yeah so uh, estoveerexpeditions.com we'll put a link in there too yep yeah so uh you know thanks for tuning in here uh father rich what's uh we got to go take care of some business we and then do. prepare howard you got to get can i come too yeah good you got your your uh, blue sports coat and your uh, <laughs> those shiny shoes we are wishing you a very happy week and god bless you thank you for connecting with us at the catholic talk show each and every week and we'll see you next week peace bye